Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time, but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side. Beast mode, no one's blocking our way. <laughs> These other guys tried it, but them man ain't got the skills of Braden and Davy, brazen and raging, bringing you the thrills and spills. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man, they're too sweet. Brady, DDP, the BD elite. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man, they're too sweet. Brady, DDP, the BD elite. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for BD Elite. We are live on Twitch. Yes, twitch.tv slash podcast and hello, Twitch room, and hello wherever you're listening to us right now. Spotify, Apple, all of that stuff. Yeah, give us a nice little follow, subscribe, leave a nice comment, if you will. It's the little things that help, guys. It really is. But how's everybody doing? It's Wednesday night. You know what that means, or so they say. It's, uh, it's dynamite tonight, but uh, how you doing? We had a huge week of just so much wrestling, and you know what we we needed? More friggin' wrestling. I know, I know. I can't wait to watch Impact tomorrow, and then I'm going to watch I might Rampage. even watch NXT I'm UK. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to uh, watch Rampage Live. on Friday. Yeah, What's on Saturday? I'm sure there's some MLW, some New Japan Strong to watch, Hell, and then it all comes back around on Monday for Raw, and then we've got NXT again on Tuesday. Oh, you're missing Wednesday. one. What am and I missing? You're missing next level up. NXT level up. Yeah, sure, got right? that. Like, I've got dark. I've got dark elevation. Yeah, uh, just... so much wrestling. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This we that we we get a we get a bit of a break after today. There's been a lot of wrestling, yeah. but it's all been great. And we're wrestling fans. We love wrestling. We're not complaining. We do love it. And there's a lot. Uh, there, there's there's a lot. It of consumes it. No, us. It's been good. It's been a great week. Um, lot, lot of stuff going on, and even adding to it tonight with with AEW, some some good shit tonight yeah. on AEW. And yeah, like joking about Rampage, but they really seem to be actually trying to. Uh, the next couple of Rampages feel a little like 
kind of stacked that they're yeah. really trying to bring some focus to that. Uh, doing the Hangman Cole match next week live on Rampage in a Texas death match. That's pretty in fixed. Texas. It's Which, actually yeah. in Texas. And we've been saying this, this like time. Rampage isn't something we uh, we watch live. And usually it's like after the fact, it's kind of uh, things move on with wrestling so quick and it's kind of passed you by. And then, oh, I guess I'm not seeing that. And I found up until now, Rampage hasn't necessarily been newsworthy. There has been um, good matches, but you, you do get a lot of good matches all the time in wrestling. So uh, I think this is maybe a good move to try and get that a bit more attention, having a title, a big title match on there that perhaps you'll actually have some kind of story or fallout after. Yeah. uh, It seems like they're, they're juicing them up to make them, you know, they want to, they want to get those ratings back up. They keep kind of going a little lower than I guess than expected, but I mean, there's been the March madness and all sorts of stuff, but yeah, I'll definitely be checking that out. Everyone complained that they had a Texas death match, not in Texas. So now they're doing it right with Adam Cole and Hangman, which should which should be a pretty good match. Both of those guys can like it's not to... a Texas death match, though, is it? It's just a last man standing. Yeah, which I, I I like better anyways. Like, I hate the stipulation, to be honest, but like it's better than the one where you got a pin and then wait. Like, just just have a pin. Yeah, just have a no just, DQ. Call, just call it call it something else. Then. A Texas death know, match, like, yeah. It, it's something that bothers me. As kind of nerdy as Tony Khan is with his wrestling history, it, it, it's one of the things that kind of bugs me. Uh, like drinking red wine out of a flute glass in NXT. Like it's a, it's the little things, little silly things bother me. Yeah, I mean, on this uh, free feed, you can check out our Stand and Deliver post show. You can check out Up Next last night. And then uh, on the Twitch, we did a live just WrestleMania roundup, which I put the audio podcast version up for patrons of, of all sorts on there. So we've done so many shows this week, but they definitely like made this dynamite seem like it was going to, to be something uh, pretty big. Uh, but one thing that we did talk about briefly a little bit in on up next was something more of a, a serious matter with, with regards to Nash Carter and Kimberly and well, things, I guess, uh, progressed in the last time since we recorded a show because now Nash Carter's actually been released from the WWE. Mm. And uh, I mean, I don't know much of the, what really is the the situation with people uh, kind of uh, online kind of, you know, picking sides and stuff. And I think in something that's kind of serious or should be taken serious, um, not really uh, uh, kind of our place to, to kind of, just think about what's happened, what actually is happening. Uh, Cause it does seem a little uh, confusing and, and messy, but I hope uh, whether both parties or whatever, but yeah, uh, we always get uncomfortable talking about this kind of stuff, but I'm, unfortunately that, that comes along with being a wrestling fan, uh, I guess uh, it seems, but yeah. 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 Not, not nice stuff. Um, that's uh, kind of like the allegations that are out there and then um, kind of pictures coming out of, Nash Carter, like dressed as Hitler or stuff like that from, yeah. from a while ago. Uh, I don't know. Th- this whole thing just feels, seems very messy uh, yeah. to me. And um, obviously WWE have taken the action of releasing Nash Carter, which is a big move because he's they, a champion. They didn't have to put the titles on them, you know, at the weekend. And these, these allegations were there kind of before, um, before that happened, before Stand and Deliver, and they were on TV yesterday with these allegations out there. So um, interesting. Yeah, um, 
what they'll do moving forward. Uh, Wesley is someone I think is very talented um, who is going to have to kind of have a bit of a singles run, I guess, or a new partner or something. But obviously I think he, he lives with him or, or Nash Carter has been living See, with yeah, him. So that's, it again, must be a, just a really messy situation. Yeah. And- th- that's where it's, it's, it's weird. I mean, in today's age with the internet and stuff like that, people, you know, can, can t- open diary to the world essentially. And I mean, there is accusations against Nash Carter, but then there's other people within the party kind of saying it's, it's, it's false. And, and yeah, that's where it's, it definitely comes across messy because I, I believe it's Wesley's like partner or, or, or something who is the one who's kind of been uh, explaining to try to explaining to people uh, something. But I mean, again, it's, it's all messy and I don't, uh, we don't, no one would ever tolerate that, like the, but it, the abuse and all that stuff. So it's, again, so it's this just is where just social media is. Yeah. Is it's not for yeah, stuff like this, like exactly. you're seeing um, Kimberly's clearly going through a lot as well. And just of reading course. kind of the abuse she's taking online through all of this i couldn't imagine yeah um it's it's a really like just icky situation and um yeah the steps have been made um pretty quickly when when we've seen we've had a lot of this stuff unfortunately in the last few years and and certain people still on the roster and it, it i don't know what it is that goes goes through wwe what makes them make the decisions they make and who they they keep and who they don't on things like this, but a decision has been made. It's obviously um, been kind of dominating social media the last last few days now. Um, but yeah, not nice to talk about. Definitely not nice yeah, to of experience. Course. And of course, yeah. I don't know. We're, we're kind of maybe like uh, beating around the bush a little bit, but like it's we we don't know. We don't know what's going on. We're just... Look, as fans... We come the, here, we yeah. watch wrestling, we talk about wrestling, but uh, it is something we need to talk about these, as well. Yeah, I mean, these are real people behind these these characters, these entertainers. They're real people. And yeah, unfortunately, things like this definitely seem to happen in this industry quite a lot, especially with that speaking out movement. And of course, as fans, you're going to have people being like, well... Uh, how do we know that she's telling the truth? How do we know that he's telling the truth? So, I mean, we're all just kind of like, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I, I hope for the best for, for both parties, whatever. Like, yeah, it it's just, yeah, not a, not a good situation, especially as a fan, like you're rooting for these people uh, in like their, you know, their, their life, their job, their like dream stuff. And you, you root for these people and yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Cause then I, I saw I, I see social media can be, can be, crazy in its whole but you know i love twitter and it can be good sometimes but you see so many things i saw stuff about gable stevenson and and all sorts of stuff it's like man the wrestling's supposed to be my escape and somehow it's still you know but sometimes rightfully so you know what i mean so uh but yeah yeah you can tell we don't like talking about this stuff but uh, yeah um i guess we'll see what happens with the nxt championships i i don't know how they get at themselves out of that but i'm sure I they mean, will we've just had a tournament but i reckon we'll probably be having a tournament yeah. yeah yeah i guess so um yeah what else uh, I, I, we gotta switch gears we gotta get back in a in a, in a more upbeat tone here uh what 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 is going on with you good sir we had I went to whole, a quiz tonight a quiz yeah trivia night yeah uh, at my old tennis club that i haven't been to it's literally like a four minute walk from my house but i haven't been there for years helped my mum's team she was a few members down it was just 
Uh, I'm picturing huh? you in like all in sweaters and like tennis sweaters, nice white shoes. Oh, no, no, no. We, we're not in our tennis gear. It sounds it's like the like, whitest it's night. It's just ever. like the bar at the tennis club. <laughs> okay, it, was, okay. it was a lot of white people. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, Did you win? Four, we, we were leading the whole way and my brother's team were a point behind us. And then it was the final round where you get, you can either go for the question, get two points if you get it right. Don't, if you leave it, you just get nothing. Or if you get it wrong, you get minus two points. So you've got to be a little like careful with it, like, and really decide, oh, do we really know this one? And we ended up losing by one point to my brother's team. So he, he got one of the questions right in that final round and we got, uh, yeah, and we didn't go for one that we knew the answer to. So, uh, yeah, it was good fun. Good fun. Haven't done a quiz for a while. So yeah, usually we we've won some trivia before. We've won with yeah. post wrestling with John away when we won the wrestling trivia. We felt so bad. We're like, this is like cheating when there's all these tables that are like casual fans, and then here we know everything. Uh, well, but yeah, there was a sports round, and I'm pretty rubbish at sport. And it, when yeah. it came up, I was like, oh no. And then there were three questions I I knew the answer to. Uh, one was who won the World Cup uh, for football in 2014. Who was and it? it was Germany. And someone in nice. our team put Italy. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure it was Germany. Because I remember uh, watching Germany beat Brazil like 6-1 in like the, the quarters or the semis or something like that. And then they went on to win. And um, and yeah, that was at my old work. So I remembered the year because of that. And then one was, uh, I can't remember the other two words but it was what is uh what's olympic sport uh will you see a diagonal parry or something like that and i was like oh that's fencing because i did stage combat when i was at drama school so i learned how to fence right. so i knew that and then another one was uh what do the letters wwe stand for and i was like well that's fucking easy like what i get annoyed about is whenever it's a wrestling question it's something like that it's like, give mm. us a difficult one. Give us like who won the, the 1994 Royal Rumble. Give us something like that. Not, not who is Stone Cold. Oh, it's Steve Austin. You know, <laughs> what, what does WWE stand for? It's like, cool. The one wrestling question in the whole quiz is going to be one everyone knows the answer to. Yeah, I, I did some trivia out my ass at the uh, live uh, WrestleMania party at Sneaky D's in Toronto. And I, I randomly had to throw away, I was giving away like replica toy titles and some figures mm. and stuff. So I just quickly was coming up with trivia at the top. So like I had a, what a retro, uh, something to do with the old title. So I, uh, yeah, attitude title or something. So I said, uh, quickly just off the cup, I had two competitors come up and I quickly was like, uh, and it just was after the Austin Vince thing mm-hmm. at wrestlemania so i was like okay uh vince versus austin saint valentine's day who interfered in the match and then like the whole bar is like uh uh and then finally someone shouts uh paul, paul white big show big show and then the guy's like big show i'm like all right here you go you win but i'm like oh pulling questions like out of my ass and i think a, a wrestling trivia night needs to happen again well uh, i do have about 40 questions left over from the leads show because okay i i wrote a load on wrestlemania one through to ten for Jeff Ogden, and I wrote a load on wrestling talk shows for Chris Elliott, and both did uselessly and only got through about I bet they six were hard. of my 30 questions in each category. Wow. So we've got plenty of them left and a load of general knowledge. So Wrestling talk uh, show trivia. Yeah. <laughs> That's like... 
all the like p- p- uh, cutting edge, uh, what like the Peep Show, Piper's Pit, stuff like that. Yeah, do you want one? Yeah, um, hit me. Give me a softball one though. In October 2019, what real life couple appeared on King's Court to talk about their marital problems? Uh, Lana and uh, Rusev. Well done, yeah. Hell Chris yeah, that one wrong. Boom. Um, let's it. give another one here. Hit me. Uh, in 1989, Terry Funk had a backstage interview segment in WCW. What was it called? Oh no. I feel bad. I'm a huge Terry Funk fan. I don't know. Fuck. Uh, Terry's Roundup or ter- no, Terry's. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. Uh, it was Funk's Grill. And... <laughs> How have I not seen this? I need to watch. Right. <laughs> um, and finally, because because uh, we'll be talking about him in just a sec. Who was Christian's final guest on the peep show? Uh, it's got a, Randy Orton. Edge? It's Edge. Edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah, I did. All right. Good stuff. I know a lot yeah, about bet, those wrestling You're better than Chris. Once again, you beat Chris Elliott. Hey, well. Uh, yeah. uh, Up next Mania season. That's, that's <laughs> nothing new for me. But look, uh, there, there's there's going to be more questions that we're going to need to write because we have Up Next Mania taking place. But Davey, did you realize that we booked it on a day where half our roster might not show up? Why is that? We we accidentally, I was like, yeah, Backlash. Yeah, cool. Just do it the same day as Backlash. Backlash is on Mother's Day. <laughs> well, I just had Mother's Day. Mother's Day was last week over here. No, no, no. The real Mother's Day is. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Sunday, May 8th. And, well, um... fuck, it's the sun- every day is something in this time. You get Mother's Day, you get Labor Day, you get Just Family so Day, have, you get yeah. President's Day, you get Victoria Day. You get all these fake days. Come on. We Any day say, can be Mother's Day. We've got titles to, to go for. We might we might have some people that not <sighs> making this show, so you might need to change the date. <laughs> Dickie Jeez. Bird, we need an edit. <laughs> Uh, we can talk. We can discuss this. Uh, <laughs> Every day should be Mother's Day, guys. You've it got, is. Yeah, it you've is. Got, that, that's, it's not going to stop Bianca Belair from defending her, her title on on WrestleMania Backlash, is it? Because I hope Mother's her mom's Day. in the crowd. <laughs> you don't see. You don't see who else. You won't. You won't see Cody making excuses because it's Mother's Day. Uh, we'll, we'll 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 have to see because now we have some people promise not promising uh, to show up. But happy uh, Mother's Day in the near future. Uh, well, Up Next Mania will come be coming soon. But make sure you follow us on Twitter at Up Next Podcast and join our Facebook group if you haven't already. Uh, join the page and then like the group and all that stuff. But we have done so many other shows this week. We have some crazy shows. We recorded a best match ever Scott Hall slash Razor Ramon. Uh, we talk all about the best matches of his career, favorite moments through his career everything everything we touch on scott hall and it was a fantastic show and i can't wait for you people to hear it because uh yeah scott hall we we love doing best match ever it's probably our favorite podcast because it's totally nerding out over good pro wrestling but we also find hidden gems on matches that we never even knew existed and this show again uh brings some of that to the table so i can't wait for you guys to hear but oh, we yeah. record that today so best match ever scott hall we have our Baywatch, Boy Meets World, Vader 
90s show that just came out. And then we have, we want your feedback because next week it's going to be the 25th anniversary of ECW Barely Legal. So we would love your feedback because we are doing a review from the six barely legal 1997 ECW. And then a super was next for those NXT fans. We're going to be chatting about probably the biggest episode of, of was next ever because uh, there's, there's the Sami Zayn Cesaro two out of three falls match. So that'll be next week as well. So get your feedback in for those two shows, but yeah, lots of shows coming out on the Patreon. Big, 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 big week. Yeah. Huge week. So five bucks a month, North American tier gets you access to all these shows. Plus everything we've done in the back catalog that equals to like, pennies per show so go give us a shot and let us know what you think so yeah that's it that's all good night that's all good night guys love you take care all right well let's watch some more wrestling and talk about some more wrestling uh i have okay one last thing i swear we'll get the dynamite but sino in our group chat earlier was talking about how he's going to take his his son to go see sonic sonic 2 okay which may or may not be jim carrey's uh last movie he says but uh, he says that they they're giving warnings that Sonic the Hedgehog two don't spoil because there's going to be an end credit like scene that's going to be huge, and and Sino predicts that it's going to be Mario showing up like Super Mario, so we get this whole universe, which then I just makes me makes me lead to believe that we're eventually going to get the end game of like Super Smash Bros the movie or Mario Kart the movie, and uh, you know Chris Pratt's voicing Mario right. <laughs> Yeah, and Garfield, isn't he? And or... Garfield, yeah. Let's make another Garfield movie. <laughs> and Lego and, everything. and someone else. Yeah, yeah, everything. I just, when can we have that Zelda film? Yeah, I, I mean, that's got to be the big... Had a Zelda film that's, the, that's the end of phase one. They get in Link <laughs> in the right. Nintendo cinematic universe. <laughs> uh, yeah, bring back the Mario Brothers had, and the multiverse. We've had Detective Pikachu, haven't we? We've had yeah. Sonic. Uh, we're getting Mario. Um, what we need Kirby, uh, we need, we need Fox, we need Samus. We need That would be sweet. Yeah. Zelda. Yeah. yeah. Zelda obviously would be the best movie to, to make on a video game. But ever since that fake trailer years ago, we've been waiting. And that trailer waiting. still holds up. I watched that like once a year being like, <laughs> Hey, why is there not a Zelda <laughs> film? Yeah. Put that on. Exactly. So I don't know. I know people are excited for Sonic too. Uh, let us know what happens. I just watched the Morbius end clip. I saved myself $20 and, uh, <laughs> and just watched the end credit scene of Morbius on TikTok instead. And it de- definitely, I don't want to watch that movie. <laughs> All right, well, you don't have to, Brayden. No one's forcing you. Yeah, but it got bad reviews. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> All right. You're in a great mood. All right. <laughs> Well, no, I just, yeah. Why are we talk about things you don't want to do? Tell me uh, about things you do want to do, like Dynamite. I was just talking about some movies that were, were coming out, but uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about some Dynamite from Boston, Massachusetts, Boston, from Wednesday, April 6th, 2022. We start off with a match that's kind of similar to a match we saw at WrestleMania, but it's the other ENC. It's Christian Cage going up against a more newcomer here, Adam Cole kind of a generational battle. Adam Cole, Christian Cage, one-on-one, and this is the first singles encounter. Did you say newcomer? Like, like comparing... He said it, he's I, been wrestling for 14 years. No, but like, 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 I mean, like, I mean, like, different, like... Generational. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think I said that too. But yeah, it's like different times kind of facing right. off, which reminded me of Edge and AJ Styles. It was like gotcha. old WWE, TNA, old 
whatever versus old yeah. whatever. But uh, Cole escapes the kill switch early on and then spits at Christian. Lots of spitting in wrestling. There's then a super kick to the knee, which then he attacks the knees and then throws Christian into the steps and then works on him during picture in picture. When we come back, Christian gets him to the outside and dives off the top rope, but like leapfrogs the ring post in a weird way, but flies over and lands on top of Cole. He gets him back in the ring, hits that pendulum kick, tornado DDT for a near fall, but ends up into the backstabber. And then he kicks out of that. There's a hot crowd here tonight in Boston. The boom is launched, but it's blocked from Christian and he hits the spear for a near fall. There's then a thumb to the eye from Adam Cole. Then he connects with the boom and it's over. Cole pins cage. But uh, the crowd, again, were super hot for this match. And he, I, did, he did actually hit the boom earlier in the match as well. But, he hit the uh, boom? Okay. but he, Yeah, they were saying because his knee pad was up that it, didn't, um, it wasn't as effective. Didn't out. So it was a pretty good, I kind of like that touch uh, with the boom that because you can do a great like false finish where where the knee isn't exposed. So you hit the finish, but still kick out. And it kind of makes sense. Uh, I kind of like that touch. But yeah, this is, and I feel like we haven't really seen a Christian singles match for a, a long, long time. Um, at so, least what, yeah, at least one that hit like this. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I mean, apart, yeah, apart from that ladder match, I can't think, oh, well, I guess the qualifying match for the ladder match, but I think that was on Rampage or something. But yeah, I feel like it's been a while. Um, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. This was this was good. I like how uh, Cole like un- blocked the Unprettier by kind of putting his leg in the rope so he couldn't quite like uh, properly apply it. Um, yeah, I the crowd were hot for it as well. Um, this was this was good stuff. I feel like I feel Cole has been mixing with you know the Jurassic Express and Christian for a long time now. Though it's it's been pretty much his entire run in AEW has been with these guys. So I, I, I am getting a little tired of it. Yeah. Like he's having his, his title run, but yeah, they're still focusing on this like story. With the, it was the him feud. and the Bucks versus these, these three to start with. And now sure it's, it's mainly focused on hangman, but still, still dealing with these guys as well as, um, as red dragon are kind of fighting them now. So uh, I am a bit tired of the combination, um, but this was a good match. No, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a good opener too. It got got the. I mean, the crowd was just hot to begin with, but they got them kind of in the palm of their hands. After the match, Red Dragon come down, but Jurassic Express come down as well, and they start to brawl. When Hangman Adam Page comes down to the ring, and he goes face to face with Cole and says, "You want a match that bad, huh? Look at me when I'm talking to you." And he says, "Next week." rampage is live in texas so if you want a match how about we do a texas death match so cole get your affairs in order mm. the crowd went ooh when he said that i was like wait am i missing something what's his affairs what's <laughs> i think is that is that like a cowboy thing you know you challenge someone to a, a a duel and it's like we'll get, get your, your affairs, affairs in order, order. okay die it's like <laughs> You know, wrap up all those loose ends, say goodbye to your family, sign that. I'm going to kill the will, you. Because <laughs> I'm going to kill you at dawn or gotcha. high noon all right. or whatever. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Uh, good I, line. I, yeah. yeah. This hangman, when he's doing this stuff, he does feel like the champ. You know, um, he had a good like go home angle, I think, before the pay-per-view. And this felt good. Just fired up. And I loved 
Cole is such a great actor. I loved like the fear he was selling. His reaction, yeah. Like, oh shit, I've I've asked for it and I'm gonna get murdered by this guy next week. Um, I'm sure we we've seen Cole do so many of these um like unsanctioned matches, street fights, those kind of things. He's very good at them. Hangman, his Texas street fight with Lance, Ar- sorry, Texas death match with Lance Archer was really, really good. Um, yeah. So I, I'm sure this will be, this will be great. I feel like we, we are getting a lot of these kind of violent matches on AEW a lot. Uh, it doesn't feel too long ago since the Archer match, but I'm sure it's going to be a good bit, going to be a good one. No, yeah. I mean, Hangman just bleeds in all the matches. It doesn't need to be a Texas death match. So, you know, they'll get they'll get messy. But yeah, I, I like these two. I, I had a good match uh, at the pay-per-view. I didn't think it was as good like as I think I expected it to be. But that's just me being a like wrestling fan. But I think they'll, they'll kill each other in a match like this, definitely. Yeah. Uh, we get a recap of Ring of Honor, the super card of honor from Friday night last week. And it's kind of a recap of Gresham and the whole thing that happened with Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt when they turned on Gresham. But then the debut of Samoa Joe. So, yeah, um, Samoa Joe is now all elite and Samoa Joe is also in all honor, I guess. Uh, both shows, whatever the show may be. I know TK has said that they're going to be doing some shows before they get a TV deal. So they'll still do like. I guess once in a while, do like a paper. Yeah. Or something. So, I mean, yeah, he owns it. Like, why not? Why not? You want Absolutely. For now. Uh, yeah. So like, it, it's cool to see Samoa Joe, but on top of that, they announced that Samoa Joe is going to be in the match next in the qualifier for the Owen tournament. And even just seeing the footage as well from, from Supercard of honor. Cause he owns it, I guess. So yeah, it's like, yeah, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can do that, but it was just the first thing like, Oh Yeah. I watched that on on pay-per-view at the weekend, and now it's just, they're showing it on TV. It was, it was kind of cool. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Samoa Joe, we kind of touched on it when we were talking about Stand and Deliver, but Samoa Joe being here in AEW is pretty cool because I think he's got he's got some gas in that tank before he kind of gives it up for good. And I think there's a lot of guys we would love to see him tangle it up with here. Uh, I mean, a Danielson match. I mean, you have to do a Joe Punk one last time, I mm. I, I would think. Uh, but there's there's like a, a list of dream matches that we could we could do. Samoa Joe Ishii, we're one step closer to Samoa True. Joe Ishii. We we will get it, we will get it one day. Uh, we're ju- we're getting we're getting Samoa Joe's kid versus Ishii instead, aren't we? <laughs> Ishii we're just getting, we're getting Jonah. Kids. We're getting Jonah versus Ishii at the Impact. Right, show. that's true. Oh, I thought you meant because Ishii is it Ishii? No, it's Suzuki who's been like just dancing with kids after his matches. Sorry, I got Ishii and Suzuki mixed up. Did you see? Uh, that, Suzuki... that was Liv Morgan. That wasn't it. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That was uh, Liv Morgan. Or was he dancing with, with Julie Hart as well? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Samoa Joe being here is, is pretty cool. I'm a big fan, and I think there's a lot that he can still offer. And then here we have his match. Also, it was cool to see Sanjay Dutt, uh, yeah. actually, uh, which was pretty good. Uh, we go to Samoa Joe who comes out and he's got uh, some interesting music. It's like, it's like the roar, but it's, it's, it's very like his, uh, his original NXT theme. I felt like it it kind of, it's like a definitely trying to be a version of that. 
and it definitely the intro and then kind of goes on, on to something else. It, it suits him. It's I loved his his WWE thing, but it it's cool. It sounds uh, Samoa Joey. Well, then we have Max Caster, his opponent from the acclaimed. And they put up a, a thing on their Twitter. AEW tweeted out uh, like, hey, what's Max Caster going to say in his rap against Samoa Joe tonight? And I used your idea of Max Caster bringing up the poncho. Mm. And I, I tweeted, t- replied to them. And so far, we've got over 100 likes <laughs> from this. <laughs> and it, I wrote, Max Caster should have said in his rap, Samoa Joe is new here, but he ain't the head honcho. The acclaimed make it rain, and I hope he brought his poncho. <laughs> ah, he didn't good, say that. Good though. stuff. He didn't no, say his that. St- his stuff was all right, but I was a little disappointed he didn't mention the poncho. I think it would have got it over the top for me. Yeah, it was. He mentioned that Samoa Joe is like something about the X division and that he's injury prone, and that when TK, why did you bring this guy in when we beat them in the ratings? He was their champion. Uh, which I don't think was true. Joe was just I champ. Mean, like, still, he was the still. champ for what a week. <laughs> still, so yeah, they beat him in the ratings. I mean, on a technically yes, but it wasn't like Cole who was champion for most of that time. Yeah, yeah, uh, but Cross still, or whoever. Yeah, it still got a laugh out of me. But Joe was not impressed. And when the bell rings, Samoa Joe, classic Joe, with the headbutt, reminding me of the Kurt Angle headbutt, just starts crushing Max Caster with right hands. The Enzigiri in the corner eventually gets Max Caster out on the outside and Joe hits a tope and the announcers are going wild for this one. Uh, and they also mentioned Samoa Joe's Misawa gear. Joe sets up the muscle buster and makes light work of Max Caster. Yo, listen, listen. That's it. Yeah, I mean, Joe, um, we haven't got a lot to go with, with since... For a long time, we saw the Karrion Cross match, which was um, not great, but also I don't think Cross was a great opponent for him. And here it was just him squashing a guy. I did think he, I liked the speed of his jabs and speed of his stomps in the corner. He hit that tope. Um, he did look a little like dast at the end for a pretty short match. But I don't think this is really enough to judge him by. I, I really hope there's more gas in the tank with him. And I think when it comes to kind of uh, longer matches against the likes of a, a Brian or a, or a Punk or a Mox or whoever, that's when we're really going to see where is Joe in his career? Does he, does he still have a few great matches in him? I really hope he does because uh, the idea of these dream matches are good, but um I'd say from this and the the last match we saw doesn't quite look like the old Joe. And that, and that's understandable. Like he's had injuries, he's older and all that, but I I'd like to, and this was just cool seeing him out there. Yeah. It was just cool seeing him squash Max Caster. He's the fodder to everyone. He's the fun. He's a fun guy. I mean, if the guy yeah. goes out there and he is basically, if I'm allowed to go and rap about you and try to make fun of you, then you get to, to beat me is yeah. his gimmick, but it works. I think. Uh, yeah, Joe, Joe, it was, it was super cool to see Joe in just a different environment, uh, here in AEW. And I agree. I want to see if he can still, that's what I mean. I hope if this is his last hurrah, then like, Hey, give it your all. And and then if you, if you're retiring, then, then retire. But Hey, if you can still go and, and put on some, some good stuff, then all for it. Uh, big support of Joe. We go to a video for, of Jay lethal and Sanjay Dutt calling out Samoa Joe, 
also super cool to see Sanjay that I was a huge fan of his stuff uh, in TNA and all that back in the day. Um, and he says that, Hey, we didn't want to ruin your moment just like you ruined ours last week. So because we have class and you don't seem to answer your damn phone, you're just the Samoan gold digger. And how about we see you in new Orleans? So they want to help celebrate Joe. Uh, but it's it's all like backhanded compliments and yeah. put the, these are the heels. But I'm I'm kind of interested in this old weird TNA Ring of Honor guys having some matches and story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and man, I'd love to go to a Dynamite in New Orleans. That sounds sounds that wild. Sounds is that, that is that next week? Fun. I think that's next week. Yeah, Holy. that's next time. Next time they're there, let's let's do it. Yeah, we're doing Detroit. It's not that not that as exciting. Yeah, it'll be fun. We'll make it exciting, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, We go to the Blackpool Combat Club, and we see Regal, Mox, and Danielson, and they're talking about that they have some matches lined up, and they are referencing Wheeler Yuta, and then they talk about how Mox has a match against him yet again on Rampage. And uh, does he say something about grabbing the fanny by the moonlight? Yeah, it was talking about, yeah, and crushing bones and pouring blood out of his body and bones all that. cracking like thunder, raining blood. It's just out here. As Regal's just giving these eyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I Tony Schiavone's just like, uh, let's go back to the ring. <laughs> Tony has but, a lot of that. Again, like that's, they're stacking this rampage, a Danielson match, a Mox match. Uh, I think Danielson Trent should be really good. And I think the story you're, you've got with Utah now is every time he faces Mox, he's going to get more in. You had that, that quick squash the first time he got a little bit more competitive the second time in the singles. And then the, the tag match, he got a lot more in. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how long this one goes and does he get even more in? Does he maybe even upset Mox? I don't know. Um, But this is, uh, I, I do like the story they're telling with Utah. I see some people being like, oh man, they just put the pure title on this guy and now he's going to get squashed by Mox. But... No, I don't I, see it like that, yeah. I don't see it like that. And also, I think I think in a way, uh, with the having... Look, ROH is kind of going to be the second division to AEW and the pure title isn't the world title. So you do have divisions within your sport, you know? And also, I think the way Mox works, it's... He doesn't work pure style at all. So Yuta can be great in those pure rules matches, but when it comes to just a regular professional wrestling match, Mox can kill him. It's fine. Yeah, no, I think this will be a a completely different match than the last time we've seen Yuta and Mox fight. I think this time he's going to put up a way bigger fight like the the Mox, uh, sorry, the ones, the, the Mox, sorry, the Danielson Yuta match from last week, which I also thought was awesome. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OhioSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OhioSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 
21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Uh, we go then to our next match, contender for the Owen tournament. So I'm guessing the winners of the, these matches are in the tournament is basically how it's. Yes. Okay. So these aren't part of the tournament. You just, you win to get into the tournament. Mm-hmm. We have Sean Spears instilled the funniest entrance. I, I don't know if it's supposed to be ironically like funny, but. The whistling. I, I think at this point he's yeah. got to be. Yeah, 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 he has to be. Sean Spears going up against. You would hope so, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, it's like Cody, though. You know, you just. We don't were know. saying that about Cody for a long time. <laughs> and then it was like, oh no, he. Oh no, just, he's. Cody. He didn't have. He's just Cody. Yeah. Uh yeah, we've talked a lot about. Sean Cody, just but, really yeah. likes fucking chairs. Yeah, Cody just really loves neck tattoos, and Sean Spears just really loves dad. chairs. Yeah, and his dad. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah, Sean Spears versus. Yeah, he wouldn't Sean wrestle Dean. on Father's Day, would he? He's wrestling on Mother's Day, though. Yeah, that's all right. It's Sean versus Sean here. Captain Sean Dean is the guy who beat MJF, and well, the winner of this match goes into the Owen tournament. We get huge Wardlow chance. Sean Spears is putting the boots to Sean Dean, and then uh, we get Wardlow, who's coming through like the like uh, concourse area yeah. and then uh it, it's excalibur and, and security yeah he's killing some of these guards it allows this distraction it allows sean dean to roll up spears for the win yeah uh sean spears uh doing the razor thing like this was this was razor one two three kid here wasn't it that's right <laughs> giving sean dean the rub the right Giving sean, sean the rub uh yeah i this was fun. I think Sean Spears is definitely the the person who can who can take these losses against Sean Dean. Uh, it's getting Wardlow more and more over. I think it's something that the the crowd are going to start enjoying more and more. Like you've got all these posters everywhere to ban Wardlow, and you're waiting for him to pop through. It's kind of like you know when um, you know when the Shield would be, be making their entrance, and you'd be like, oh, are they going to come down? By me? Are they going to enter by me? It's going to be like that yeah, with Wardlow yeah. kind of breaking into the arena every week. You see, there's someone in the front row who's got the security like thing. Like, if you see this man, don't let him in kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I I think Sean Dean being like in this tournament is is a good like little like push for him. Why not? It's was kind this, of funny. Was this a qualifier match? I Oh, was it? Was it? I, I thought it was. Oh, I, I'd have to check. I, I didn't have this down as a qualifier, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay. No, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't. Sorry. My mistake. Ah, uh, oh, poor Sean Dean. Yeah. Sorry, Sean Dean. I got listening to this going, wait, I'm in the tournament. MJF then challenges Sean. Don, Sean. D, sorry. What's his name? Sean Dean. Sean, Captain Sean, Sean Dean. Yeah. Captain Sean Dean. Yeah. So MJF challenges him to a match next week. So yeah. Uh, 
maybe he'll get his win back. He, he said he's going to hurt him. He's going to hurt him? Yeah. Well, we do, go- do you think Sean Dean's going to beat MJF as well? He should. Wardlow should do it again. Yeah. That'd be funny. Uh, we go to the best friends backstage. It's Wheeler Yuta who's there with his pure championship. And then he's talking to, well, Chucky e. T is talking. And he says, Yuta, what are you doing? You know, we love you. We trained you. You still live on our couch. I bought you those tights. And Trent steps in and says, well, I think you're scum. You're a scumbag. You're a traitor. And watch what I do to Brian this week. Take notes. Maybe you'll learn something. So, damn. Yuta's going to face Mox and Trent is going to face Brian? Yeah. Yeah, damn. They sound good. Yeah, that sounds good. But, yeah, I like the story of, like, the, the units almost, like, fighting. And Yuta's, like, the, the teenager who's, like... No, Dad, I don't want to be like you. I want to be like Mox and Danielson. It's kind of like Cobra Kai with the kids being trained by other. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. You just should have been like, you know what? Well, I don't even want these these tights. They suck. Pull, pull them off right there. <laughs> throw them back in, in his face and walk off. Do you off. see everyone's mania gear? These tights suck. <laughs> yeah. uh, which apparently was. Interesting, though. Maybe he, maybe he will wear kind of different gear against them. He should like... burn them in a bin. Yeah, <laughs> wear a black combat club thing, I guess, in the future. Uh, we see uh, <laughs> the next segment. I was a little confused at what happened because my feed cut out. And then when I got it back up and running in about 30 seconds, I see the Jericho Appreciation Society running away and Kingston and his boys chasing after them. Yeah, so I'm not sure what, because I get the, the fight feed here. So it, it just plays through. I think they were beating them up during picture and picture perhaps. okay and i didn't see any when of that. We, okay when we came back yeah so you had um you had sammy guevara and ty conti just being unbearable uh with their cue cards during commercials um and then yeah santana ortiz and eddie had beaten up um jas and then were just in the ring cutting did, did you catch the promo at all yeah afterwards they came, came yeah. down to the ring okay so eddie kingston and, and santana and ortiz they say that Jericho Appreciation Society just ran off and they think they think they can they can just run away and be safe. No, Chris. Chris, I'm going to attack you. I'm going to terrorize you. Let your family and kids know I'm coming after you. And he says the same thing for his other boys and, and uh, the other guys. He's like, I don't even know your names. And then he says, and Garcia, I know where you live. So what? Keep running. We're going to get you on site. Santana says the Jericho bitch society strikes again, but next week we want you. Ortiz says, how about we have a three on three, six man tag next week. And then Kingston says like the junkyard dog, he's going to beat him up. So is this going to be uh, Jericho with, um, with 2.0 or is it Garcia and 2.0 against these guys? So a, uh, I think it's Kingston, Proud and Powerful versus Jericho, Hager, and Garcia. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. I forgot about Hager. <laughs> yeah. How could you forget about... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jake Hager. Jack. Yeah, Jake. Um, uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah that, they kept it short and sweet this week, and I, I think that's all it needed. Uh, there's plenty of other stuff going on. We didn't have any of Punk this week either. Um, that's all right. Yeah, I, I think it's good. I, I feel... Um, I, I think... I think we're saying about these guys. Well, no, I think it was the MJF thing. I was like, we're getting a bit too much of it for me. 
So I think you can rest feuds a little bit. And I think this is all we needed with these guys this week. We go to the Jade promo backstage and she's talking about the baddie section. That's right. Every town she goes to, she finds baddies in the local area to sit front row in her baddie section. And she says it was it was, you know, hard finding some some baddies here because all you people, all you wrestling fans are slobs. And and then Mark Sterling says, yeah, it's hard finding good looking people in Boston to a huge array of booze here. They then say that Jade's next opponent is going to be Marina Shafir. And while Marina Shafir may be a bad ass, she's no baddie. And Jade calls her trash and then says she's tired of these MMA losers thinking they can step into the squared circle. <laughs> which I definitely got a chuckle at. And then it cuts back to the baddie section as they all celebrate. And I love how there was just like maybe like four or five uh, women in the section, just like posing and being all happy, living their best life. But there's this one guy who's just it's managing to get his like head into the ginger shot. beardy <laughs> yeah. guy, wasn't it? Yeah, With glasses yeah, yeah. like, hi! Ed Sheeran's trying to pop in here. Just like, hey, um, look, I'm in the baddie section. You, me, yeah. and Jesse need to get ourselves in the baddie section. Yeah, one hundred percent baddie section in Detroit. We got, we're gonna make it. Be, yeah, be Detroit will make the baddie section for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the baddie section. Is my new favorite thing. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Goals. Uh, let's let's get let's do it. I love it. Uh, cut the so, shit, Tony. Yeah, and then she ends with cut the shit, which I also like. I loved her glasses. It had oh, like, she she always looks great. Yeah, that that bitch glasses. Should I get them for this summer? Just, Is that what it said? That bitch it said that it? bitch. <laughs> wow, you need to get. They need to sell these, and then she'll be like Bret Hart and give them to little kids. Can you imagine <laughs> that just going bitch. on a walk and like going into a coffee oh. shop to pick up your like morning coffee, and your sunglasses just say that bitch on them. I mean, yeah. If you wear those glasses, you'll walk in and be like, "Can I get a caramel macchiato?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm that bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, as soon as they sell them, uh, look out for your stocking stuffer. Baby. <laughs> that bitch yeah <laughs> we go to sean spears backstage with mjf they're upset about wardlow and they say don't say his name he's piggy oink oink and they say if you show your face well we're gonna have twice as many security guards next week and then that's when mjf challenges sean dean and says thanks for your service but next week you and me are in action so lay down the challenge there uh but then we go to our next match which is a tag team tables match all right. Now oh bear boy, with here me. we go. Bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Hardys, Matt and Jeff, going up against the Butcher and the Blade. And well, this match just starts off with all chaos. So they tell us that the way to win is by throwing your opponent through the table, is how you eliminate them from They're the match. They're saying an offensive move. Yeah, which we know. Yeah, yeah that's the way it is. So uh, we get Blade at one point setting up a table. There's tables everywhere. They're setting up tables everywhere. Blade runs through a table, so it doesn't count because he threw himself through it. Jeff is fighting both Butcher and the Blade when they hit a suplex kind of cross-body combo on a half-broken table. But Jeff goes through it, so he's eliminated. Yeah, so, okay, this this match... Okay, the, the most famous tag team ladder match I know is Dudley's versus Hardy's, Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah. And the way it is, is it's not you get eliminated. You've got to put 
both members of the team through consecutively. And that's how you get loads of table bumps throughout it. So I think that's what they were doing here, but the commentary had no clue because you had early on JR saying, oh, you can only be put through by an offensive move. Blade like runs into the corner for like a spear or something. And I think Jeff or Matt gets out the way and he crashes through it. And then the ref is kind of pulling him out the ring. And, and JR's like, oh, I, uh, I thought it was an offensive move. And then Excalibur goes, well, it is a tables match, JR. And then, but then Jeff goes through the table and then continues to like work after. Yeah. And if you remember that, that, that Royal Rumble one, you'd have like Devon go through a table, but then Jeff would go through a table. So it means it's like even, and then, Right. So you've got to have Jeff, then Matt go through the table, or you've got yeah, to have yeah, yeah. Butcher, then the Blade go through the table. But because the commentary just weren't really clued up on the rules and they all had their own kind of idea what the rules were, and I think the same with the performers, we just got an absolute mess and it was confusing. And just multiple times people just running through tables and we go, uh, are they still in? And then you have table bumps where the table doesn't really even break like this one to Jeff. So you go, is he out? Uh, yeah, I was, I and was you little... have no, yeah, you, you have no kind of uh, like Justin Roberts, like calling it or any bell ring or something like that to kind of signify that something's happened. And it just made it very confusing on top of, what I thought was not a very good match. It was very messy. I mean, the match itself was messy, but yeah, commentary, the rules, whatever it was, something was was definitely off. During picture in picture, Matt Hardy's now got a chair. He's swinging it around, but then somehow he's the one who's bleeding from the head. Uh, <laughs> classic Matt Hardy. <laughs> I think really, it's just that shirt. It's, it's too pushing tight. all the blood out of any pore because it's too tight. Uh, there's then Matt who hits this crazy top rope leg drop through the table, like on Butcher, sending him through the table. So he's eliminated. However, was he? We don't yeah, know. everyone's still <laughs> fighting. It's, it's still chaos. Uh, there's then a crazy spot where the Butcher and Blade suplex Matt Hardy from like in the fan area over top, like back into the ringside area, but like slamming him hard with this like superplex move on the outside. This looked like a nasty bump for Matt Hardy. Oh, the, yeah. His body went, yeah. yeah, just thud. Damn, Matt Hardy didn't get up from time. You have Jeff Hardy, who's now all of a sudden back in the match. We were like all wondering like, hey, is Jeff injured or something? But no, he hits a twist of fate on the outside. Matt eventually does get up, hits the twist of fate as well. And then they set up a table where Jeff does the swan taunt off the ladder through the table, thus they win the match. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then to add to the confusion of the whole thing, JR <laughs> finishes this by going, that was one hell of a ladder match. <laughs> and I was like, it sure was, JR. <laughs> yeah, it, it was all over the place. This match felt like playing 2k20 the whole thing was a glitch <laughs> you set up a tables match on 2k20 and then suddenly your your mat character just starts being in a loop of spamming twister fates everywhere you think you've eliminated someone you haven't um the commentary is calling something completely different you know when you're playing the game and then they're like oh and this time when undertake threw mankind off the cell and you're like why are you talking about this i'm we're not playing as Undertaker or Mankind or a Cell match, but, you know, the commentary just goes way off. And then the bell just 
suddenly ring signifying it's over and you're like oh okay um this this was bad <laughs> i i just thought this from it just yeah. didn't need to happen i look i I, lo- I love seeing this hardy boys thing but you're gonna run through it so it's already run thin if you do it this like this like every week you're just gonna let jeff jump off a ladder every yeah. week it's it's too much too soon isn't it it's the the novelties run its course already um i was someone who's kind of negative you know about yeah. the hardies coming in and then i've had fun the last couple of weeks and now this is exactly kind of what i was i didn't want because it it is just um you're watching them do this and i can't <laughs> help but think of like a great match like the one against the dudleys and you just compare it and it go no this is this is bad you're you're just trying to do recreate yeah. that stuff from the old and it's we've seen you jump off shit and tables matches aren't really that exciting anymore. And you would think you would think in AEW, they'd be able to find a way to make it a bit more creative, but they, they made it way worse. And uh, just, just a, a stinker of a match. I, I, I didn't like it. And I think that we could have kept this for something down the line and maybe more planned out. Cause I think butcher in the blade versus Hardy's in a hardcore kind of match does sound good, but it was a little too all over the place here. And just to get to that final Swanton, like you just, you just can consecutively get Jeff to do the spot. It's going to lose its luster really quickly, but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing them hold off, let it chill, have Jeff do a singles match here or there, set up a feud with a tag team and then do a feud. And then, you know, if you're, if your whole thing is, Hey, well, we do extreme matches, then the blow off match will be some sort of, you know, TLC. Or I whatever. think at the moment, there's just a novelty of seeing the Hardys as a tag team. And you don't necessarily have to have everyone involved with this AFO feud, you know, right now yeah. you can, you can just be against. And I mean, I have, they, I assume they've, no, they haven't fought the acclaimed have they, but yeah, no, they've, they've, oh, I don't know, but like teams like the acclaimed, like a bear country, like a a top flight, maybe like all these lower level teams, you can just have fun with the Hardys having a bit of a a run every week or so on TV, and then save these big crazy tables TLC yeah. ladder things. Uh, but yeah, this was this was bad. After the match, the Andrade family office come down, and it's kind of a, a stare down here when Sting comes out. And he's got a bat, so he stops them from attacking. Uh, but yeah, the set save up. the segment. Oh, Sting! There we go. Yeah, send Sting. Crowd is happy. They got to see Sting, so it's okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure we'll get some sort of match announced between these teams in some capacity. We get Luchasaurus, Jurassic Express, backstage with Christian Cage, who's upset about his match and his loss. That he throws his water bottle. And walks off. Ooh. So Jungle Boy then starts cutting a promo and says, Red Dragon, you may hit hard, but you got cauliflower ears. You fought everywhere and won championships everywhere around the world. But around here, we are the champions. So instead of you keep pestering us and annoying us, you want to match next week. We'll put the tag team titles on the line. And it has been announced. Red Dragon, Jurassic Express next week. I... Do we have uh, Red Dragon Lou? Uh, sorry, win the titles here, and that's where Christian finally turns on Jungle Boy. Ooh, I mean, he we can, gotta like, get console, it. Console his kid after the match, and then drop him with the the unprettier, the kill oh, switch. Oh, and then Luchasaurus is gonna go. What did you do? Yeah, I, I think it's time to put the titles on Red Dragon. 
Uh, I, I feel, okay. we, I feel I, yeah. we've had a good run with Jurassic Express, but I, I'd be more interested in seeing a, a Jungle Boy and Christian feud now that they've teased it. I yeah. mean, I think as soon as they put these two together, we realized that's the end yeah. goal. Of course. Um, and that gives enough time to build up to a singles match at Double or Nothing. There you go. Book it. We get a Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose video here, talk, looking at their feud, and they have a match coming up. I believe it's on uh, Battle of the Belts, which is in a few weeks. I think it's like an hour Saturday special. Again, that it's Thunder versus Nyla, Battle of the Belts. We then get a backstage interview with Tony Storm and Jamie Hader, who it looks like they're going to have a match. And I think they're familiar with each other. No. Like they've worked. Yeah, I, sure. I believe so. They've both they've, from the UK or sorry. She worked in the UK scene, Tony Storm, even though she's an Aussie. But yeah, yeah. But was, was Jamie Hader stardom as well? I'm trying to think. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. They definitely ha- have crossed paths. Uh, I'm sure uh, before, but yeah, uh, these two, um, Look, they they haven't announced the match, I don't think, but it looks as if these two will match because there is an Owen women's tournament as well, which we'll yeah. see a qualifier in, in in a little bit. But but yeah, these two will be qualifying for this as well. Uh, we go to our next match, the the Owens tournament qualifier match for the women's side. It's Hikaru Shida versus Julia Hart. She comes out with the Varsity Blondes, but she ignores them. And she's got her eye patch with some spooky makeup around the eye patch. And before the bell even rings, Julia attacks Sheeta and kicks her and then starts to beat her up. She goes for the cartwheel into like a knee. So she goes for a cartwheel strike, but ends up eating a knee from Sheeta. Sheeta then sets up a chair ringside and runs up it and drop kicks uh, Julia on the outside. Uh, Julia, though, fights back and is like a super more aggressive Julia Hart here playing up, I guess this heel, I guess the evil eye is making her do these evil things. And she's just beating down on, on, on Sheeta who then starts to get more aggressive back and commentary. We're good here by saying, you know, every time Sheeta gets into this mood, this, this mood where she gets annoyed or upset, that is when she like is the most dangerous. And that is when she wins. And while she is just crushing Julie here with all sorts of moves, there's knees in the corner, knee strikes to the face, Julia gouges the eyes, goes for what I'll call twisted bliss. <laughs> it was the same <laughs> style moonsault there, but it misses. There's then a rolling elbow from Sheeta and then a Falcon arrow. One, two, three. Sheeta wins the match. But I thought uh, by far probably the best Julia Hart's looked. Yeah, I I mean, I've not seen all her like dark and elevation matches, but yeah, she's, you know, you know what's impressive is like, she's getting these like subtleties with this character. Like we're all waiting for the sudden, for the, the eventual switch and her to be poisoned by this black mist and all of that. And I I like how she's dripping in elements of it. And I think people are finding it interesting. And even though she lost the match, I feel people are still talking about her after, which is a good thing. Like looking at her cage match, she's had what, this is her 33rd match. So Yeah, we're seeing improvements. And I think what she's about 20, 21 as well. There's there's a long way to go with her, which is awesome. Um, but I'm also glad to see Shida back on TV. Um, she's one of the best women in the division and kind of disappears and keeps them turning up again to have another feud with Deep, which I'm all for because I've enjoyed their matches, um, but was happy to see her again. And hoping with this this tournament we'll get a bit more focus on different women 
in the division rather than the same few they seem to rotate through. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. I didn't mind this match at all. I thought it was pretty no, good. With, it was quick, and Ishida obviously going over, but it, Julia definitely impressed. The best she's looked, one hundred percent. And Ishida has entered the Owen Hart tournament. We then go to Swerve, Shane Strickland. Well, Deeb, Deeb attack. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Deeb, Deeb's music hits, which leads to a distraction. She tries to attack Ishida from behind, but Ishida scouts it. And they kind of square off here. So it looks as if we're getting yet another match between these two, which I'm okay with. Their feud has been pretty sweet. Yeah, unless they have the blow off in the tournament, um, we'll, we'll be getting a so. final match. I think it's two. I think it should be the finals of the tournament. Yeah, I'd be okay with that for those two. Well, we go to Shane Strickland. Sorry, what's it? that's his name? Isaiah uh, Swerve. Yeah, Swerve. Yeah, Swerve. He's being, inter- yeah. Yeah. he's being interviewed backstage by Tony. He's a busy guy this, Tony. He's talking about how he had a great night at the Grammys on Sunday. He was not watching WrestleMania because he was at the Grammys and he was there in support of his, his buddy, who I think he's at Profits, who's a producer who worked on Kanye's Donda album. Therefore, uh, he was there having a great night. But he says he's looking into more serious things like Team Taz getting into some of his business and him and Keith Lee well, they got put through a table and were not happy. And he says, I, I, I got to deal with some things. And then leaves Tony and decides to walk into an empty locker room that just has tables with bottles of water spread on it randomly when he's attacked by Hobbs and Team Taz and Starks. And then Keith Lee shows up and then Keith Lee puts someone through a mirror. Did I see that? Did my uh, eyes through a see? wall. Yeah, through, through a wall. Through an yeah. actual fucking concrete but, uh, wall, he like tackled Hobbs through the wall. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I was. I it looked like it was like part of the wall was missing, like a doorway that they just decided to make look like a wall. But yeah, uh, what did you think of this? Yeah, like oh, I take this over what they've been doing every other week with them just chatting backstage and um, interrupting each other. I, I'm glad we got a bit of physicality. It's it's probably leading you to rampage. Because uh, yeah. God forbid we give these a dynamite match, but um, yeah, I I was okay with this. I thought the the wall spot was was pretty cool. Um, crowd seemed to like it. Uh, yeah, I'm. It just does seem very much a, a rampage exclusive. Um, Strickland, Swerve, uh, Keith like, Lee, yeah, feud, NXT Rampage. That's what it is now. We go to our main event of the evening it is a rematch 18 months in the making it is ftr versus young bucks two here live on dynamite and we get the ring of honor tag team titles on the line as well as the triple a tag team titles on the line as ftr putting both them up i mean ftr we, we we talked about on our wrestlemania roundup show ftr had definitely one of the match of the year contenders with the briscoes on friday night at that ring of honor supercard i mean that was an awesome all-timer tag team match. oh absolutely and they're uh, all banged up after it uh you see ftr like all strapped up yeah, I mean that that definitely I wouldn't argue if someone said that was their match from that weekend because it was good. I got to re- rewatch it for sure. And then now just a few days later they're here against the other tag team, the rematch here, the Young Bucks. And again, they had their their dream match 18 months ago in front of barely a crowd if you can remember at Daly's place during the pandemic. So here it is with a super hot crowd here in Boston. These people were ready for this. 
And I mean, seeing Bobby Cruz, the ring of honor ring announcer here was also pretty sweet to do the introduction. And well, we start the match. It gave it a real like big fight feel, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. With the different ring announcer, well, the ROH ring announcer and stuff. It did. It made it feel different and special. I love uh, FTR with the ring of honor titles and they have a new shirt, like six, they've been, they've been tag champions more than any other tag team, like everywhere, WWE, NXT, AEW, Ring of Honor, AAA, like the list is, is yeah. crazy. It's nuts. Uh, we go to Dax early on taking the headband of Nick and throwing it in his trunks, rubbing it around and then throwing it at Matt's face. We then get a great back and forth between, well, pretty much all four of these guys when Cash puts in a sharpshooter and then Dax puts a sharpshooter on. So in stereo sharpshooters, which also the Bucks used to do it. They used to call it the cease and desist (laughs) when they did the double sharpshooters. So this was a great spot. It's a love letter to Brett. We get the, the Jackson's getting back in control here when we get a beautiful side Russian leg sweep from Matt Jackson. And then when they go to commercial during the picture in picture, after doing the side Russian leg sweep, he starts doing the Brett poses, Mm -hmm. but he's doing it like all over the top, which definitely got a laugh. When we come back, cash dives to tag, in on Dax, but he gets super kicked off the apron in a great spot. There's then a huge uppercut from Cash. Yeah, that bit was great because yeah. they were they were building this hot tag to Dax for so long, and and like Cash was literally like fingertips away, and this super kick came out of nowhere. It was great. You're so used to the like you know just pulling the legs, like sweeping them off the apron, but to do it with a super kick was great. Yeah, and the way it was shot looked great. You didn't see it coming. It's just suddenly this boot came into his face. Yeah, yeah, from the side. It was great. Well, Cash eventually fights off the Bucks, hits this huge uppercut, makes the hot tag to Dax. He comes in. He's got these suplexes on top of one another, and then he hits this crazy sequence with Matt Jackson where they're going back and forth with different pinning attempts and counters of counters, and then he hits a pile driver for a near fall, which was awesome. He then goes for his superplex spot when Cash is on the other turnbuckle about to do the splash, but the superplex gets connected. But Cash, uh, while he's up top about to jump, gets hit with a Frankensteiner off the top by Nick Jackson. Now the Bucks are back in control. They're hitting all sorts of topes and X-factors. There's then a, a tope that's turned into a brain buster from Dax. There's then a gory bomb from Cash. I mean, things are just getting crazy here. There's a big rig from the Bucks on cash but he kicks out there's more bang for your buck there's a title that's brought in and it gets hit in the head with it but dax breaks up the pin in a crazy near fall here as well but then there's a super kick party bte trigger the ref nick is it uh rick knox rick knox he uh he counts the three but but cat sorry cash gets his foot on the rope so the ref then calls it off and says no like this isn't this isn't the like the, the file. The match continues. So the Bucks are I was fuming. wrong. I messed up. Sorry, guys. Yeah, he's like, no, no, no. The yeah. match continues. The match continues. So the match does continue. The Bucks are going for the Melter driver, but it's countered. There's the slingshot powerbomb from Dax, a tombstone from Cash, Chaos. Yeah, he caught anarchy. the sorry, Dax caught the like uh, you know, the 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 flipping scent on that is it uh Matt does for the Melter driver? Yeah, he caught him into, into the, power the power bomb. bomb, and like Dax is strong, but he's not the biggest guy. Like you expect this from, you know, your Keith Lee's of the world, but Dude, Dax it was catching him, picking impressive. him out midair was so impressive here. 
I don't know if you caught, but Edge did the slingshot powerbomb as well, which I know yep. FTR and Edge have been boys. So that was definitely a callback to him. But yeah, this was crazy impressive. They then grab Matt and they're looking to hit the BTE trigger on him when Matt spits in both of FTR's faces. Uh. They hit the BTE trigger on Matt Jackson and then the big rig and FTR pick up the win on the Young Bucks. Damn. They did the Adam Cole kissing the cheeks. Oh, right. As well. They kissed him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Great no, stuff. This, was, this was awesome. Seeing FTR as baby faces, which we never have, right? Like the last few weeks, we've kind of seen them leaning that way, but this is now them pure baby faces. You even saw it when they were coming out, like the crowd are chanting FTR. Dax is like, like, Beg, like beckoning them on, like going, putting his hand to his ear. Yeah, let, let me give it to you. Um, and we've we've watched these guys for years and years. I don't think we've ever seen them as a babyface team. And it was so refreshing seeing them, you know, seeing Dax get that hot tag, um, seeing these guys fight from underneath. Uh, this this match was great and just grew and grew and grew and was so different from their first one as well. First one, they were kind of going for that epic you know, they yeah, were they were calling back all wrestling. the different tag teams and all yeah. of that. This wasn't that at all. Apart from t- like taking each other's moves, um, that was about it. But it definitely makes me want the third one now. You know, oh, yeah. I think I think that there's certain nuances and things they can build from both matches for that third like final blow off. Now they've got a win each, but. Yeah, th- this was really good. Some of the the near falls at the end. The, Crazy. You mentioned that super kick on the apron. Um, yeah, loved it. This was really good stuff. And FTR have had a hell of a week. Yeah, I mean, in one week, they put on two match of the year candidates, in my opinion. I, I really love this match. Definitely one of my favorite Dynamite matches, just full stop. Just watching it just now, like just recapping it was like, oh, man, I actually want to watch this back. Uh, FTR have been on this crazy run. Uh, we need to see Bret Hart show up to see that at one point and just be like four out of 10 or something like that. Or like actually, you know, pat them on the back or something, but like, yeah, I, I love this match. I'm a huge fan of the bucks and they, they seem to still be able to pull it out. And yeah, both these teams, great stuff. Really love this match. Uh, just a nice little end, finally an end to this WrestleMania week or so it seems, but definitely if people really could say that they like this more than some of the matches from the weekend. And I wouldn't disagree. I, I thought this, this match definitely saved this episode of, of Wednesday Night Nitro. But I, man, this was a banger. Honestly, really love this match. Can't say enough. I'm going to put it on right now. Yeah? No, maybe not. But yeah. I thought you got out. <laughs> yeah. <my. laughs> yeah. Uh, but overall, like, uh, it, I, I was, I think we say the same thing. Every week we are entertained by Dynamite. Even if there's some messy stuff like that Plunder Tables match, they still seem to reel me in with that that main event there that definitely I'd say even over delivered. So yeah, I I'd say thumbs up for me for this episode. Yeah. I, I liked the, the opening match. I liked the, I, I love the main uh, stuff in the middle was okay, but yeah, yeah. I got some like a great, great match at the end there to, to really make up for it. But yeah, that, that table match really wasn't good. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to give it all a pass. That was, that was pretty shitty. Would you say you liked this match, the Young Bucks match, FTR match, more than the first time? I have to watch both, and I want to watch 
the thing is, it's different. I, I often enjoy a match more on rewatch because yeah, the first time I'm, you know, I'm taking notes and all that. And it's, there's a lot going on kind of setting up for the show as well. I find second time round when I like, you know, don't have my laptop on and I can just watch and I kind of know where it's going. I'm looking out from with details. I tend to enjoy more. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was, this was more of a, I mean, what they, this was probably 15 minutes, 20 minutes, something like that. Um, first one I think was 40. The first one was long, wasn't it? Um, I'd have to watch both. It's been a while since I've watched that 2021. Yeah, I like how the commentators also say, like, this has a 60-minute time limit. So if this goes late, like, we're going to stay with it, which I was like, oh, okay, okay. They didn't really end up doing that. But still, it's like the little things, you know? Yeah, again, probably one of my favorite Dynamite matches. Uh, they've, they've been on a streak. Honestly, Dynamite has been on a streak of just delivering some some great wrestling uh, weekly. So, yeah, that was Dynamite. I think uh, we both had some some thoughts on it that were pretty similar. Good Good yeah. main event. And some weird stuff in between. But yeah, the Owen Hart tournament should be interesting and great to watch. There's a lot of stuff that they're promoting and going forward to look forward to, which is like all these matches announced for that special rampage, the Battle of the Belts, the Danielson Trent, Mox Yuta. There's tons of stuff. So uh, can't can't wait. And I can't wait to see what fit Daniel Garcia wears next week. Oh, yeah. He's always looking fresh. That sports entertainer. Yeah, will you have a maybe a like a baby pink Kango hat next week? That would be nice. It would look fresh. Maybe he'll borrow the pink outfit from Malcolm Bivens. Yeah, yeah. I, there, there was a lot of pink recently, wasn't there? Hey, black and pink and black attack all day, all night. Uh, PWG announced that Garcia is going to be facing Bandito for their title, but no one's oh, going to be sweet. able to watch it probably because they don't really do yeah, that we'll streaming see in thing. Six months, yeah. When I they, when I don't care about it anymore, <laughs> they definitely announced the match that I thought you would be interested. In. That's why I'm just bringing this up because they announced that Top Flight will be facing Aussie Open. Okay, nice. That sounds crazy. They need to stream. They need to stream. Uh, well, that was us streaming live on Twitch. We hope you guys had a, a fun time listening and hanging out with us. Again, check us out, all the different podcasts that we do. We have Shot in the Dark on this very free feed as well. Sino covering everything else, Dark, Dark Elevation, all the other wrestling in 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I feel bad. We, we moan about watching a lot. That guy watches <laughs> 10 times so much. the amount we do. Um, so he's and done so much great work for Post over the last weekend with their so many reports writing for those guys. So um, massive shout out to John Ceno and kind of everyone this last week who've, who've been working super hard on like the post website and, and with us. Um, yeah, but totally John Ceno. He's, he's the real MVP. He really is. He really is. So go listen to shot in the dark. It's 15 minutes or less and you get filled in on everything. Uh, and then patreon.com guys, patreon.com slash up next, go give us a shot. Five bucks. You get so many podcasts. Best match ever, Scott Hall. Best match ever, Shawn Michaels. Best match ever, Shane McMahon. Steiner Brothers. We've done so many in the past few weeks. So go check all those out. Uh, And yeah, that's it. That's all. I myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me. I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. Uh, Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And uh, what did I say earlier? Samoa Joe is new here. But he ain't the head honcho. He claimed make it rain. Hope he brought his poncho. Ahoy!
Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.